What's up, world? How we doing? How we living? Undeniable perception, episode 84. Brother from the same mother. 84, man. 1984, warning us of the future, right? 1984, there you go. You got um, four more years. You got the greatest championship of all time. You got Los Dodgers. one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, Antonio Brown. My guy, 84, Steelers. The guy who wears lips on his boots now, huh? He does. He got some platforms. But it doesn't take away from his championship career. Uh, but anyways, man, I want to start off, man, you know, with the, uh, you know, Vince Scully, Vince Scully, rest in peace, man. The greatest to ever do it. And just to play you my, uh, mm-hmm. my, uh, the greatest, my favorite call of all time. Here you go, man. You know he wanted to say so bad. Eckersley looking like a fucking ghost. You don't fuck with LA, man, but he held back, he right? He should have said shock to the stash, bro. He fucked up. <laughs> oh, he, he dropped shock to the toe. Come on, Scully. But yeah, that's why, that's why he never had a, a second in command, bro. He didn't want to be shown up. Yeah, never. He's never. a smart... And that, man, that's just... Even preparing that together and just watching it again right now, man, that's just... Uh, still brings me chills because... It's everything that comes with it. Because when you see that as a kid, right? And you see it live when it's happening. Not in person, but at home on TV. Everything becomes possible, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's shit like that that makes... That reminds you that the world is magical, right? Like mm-hmm. that stuff like that that just lines up. And then as a kid, when you see that, you're like, Oh, I can be Kirk Gibson when I grow up. And all that, man. And that's, that's what I find so... 
so beautiful and nurturing, man. And um, rest in peace, the greatest to ever do it, Vince Scully, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, what would you say with the with it being magical, right? Being seeing it as a kid and it being magical, you said to yourself like, oh, it helps me feel like I could do anything, like anything's possible. Do you think that somewhere down down the line, somewhere down the line in, in your life, something changes that takes that magic away? Absolutely. I think life takes care of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh, because a lot of those are pipe dreams, right? A lot of those things are not going to happen, mm-hmm. right? But they do happen because we obviously see people do it and live it. But the probability of it happening is very small, right? But the beauty of it is to not surrender to the idea that things are not miraculous that can't happen because anything's possible, man. But it's about aligning yourself with that, right? Like understanding like, hey, I'm five foot one. I'm not gonna make the basketball pros. I'm not gonna make the NBA. Being realistic, but it not taking away from understanding the magic of other things, like that you can do other things that are worthwhile. Or you could become a great basketball player in your own right and just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And understand that the beauty is in that and not being world-renowned and famous, right? I like that perspective. How, how about you, man? What do you think about that? About what you said? About, about your question. About my question. Asking it to yourself. I, I think that a lot of us lose that magic, bro, because we like tend to rush more. We tend to go with like a certain routine. Kind of like how they say when you do something for like, what, 10, 14 days, it becomes a habit. And then when we grow up, we tend to forget the little things. Because like, it's funny, like today my son got up from bed and he always runs towards the kitchen table because we have uh, his Legos there. And he, then that's the first thing he does. But like, it was funny because like moments before that, like he was tossing and turning and trying to go to sleep. And like, I could see like his rapid eye movement, like moving all quick because he's like gauging in and out of sleep. And then he immediately got up and then, like I said, went to the table, started playing with, with Mario Legos. And I told my chick, I'm like, hey, Z, come back to bed. You're like dozing off. And then she was like, it's because he's excited. He's excited about what he has. And then, yeah, man. So I, I don't remember anything so little that really excited me like that. Like, oh, I got I got to get up because you know what? I got those brand new Jordans. I got to go look at them. I think if you think hard enough you will remember yeah. because you just telling me that I remember like I would be all fucking geeked out well I'm talking about right now oh right now my apologies yeah like something something so minor so you, like got, that. you gotta find it then. well your kids my kids absolutely so you do have it you have I, it in two form you're right you're right you're you know right. it's like but, those weak, but I get what you're saying something that's just for so you little. right for you yeah cause it, yeah we get it it goes without saying your kids and your girl right we get that but I knew what you're saying. You're talking about just something for yourself on like an excitement like that. Oh, I'm going to go and fucking rebuild this car in the garage. Something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and that leads me to, to think about uh, sentimental sentimental values mm-hmm. that, that you might have and stuff. Because there's a part of my life where I, I want to really become a minimalist. But in order for me to do that, I need to get rid of some sentimental value that stuff that I possess. Like, I have, like, a lot of Rashi Wallace shoes. And, like, a lot of them are, like, torn up, messed up. Like, I probably can't even resell them. You know what I'm saying? The glue's coming off, but I can't 
seem to part myself from it. Well, what's funny, man, is the shoes you own of his now are definitely a replica of what his career became, right? Like the shoe, the, the glue came off. Yeah. Like he, he became awful, right? I'm just nah, kidding. I'm just fucking with you, man. No, uh, what I'm saying is that I, I think you may be either viewing it incorrectly or describing it incorrectly. I don't think you need to lose any sentimental value to it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think we may think that way because we think it'll be easier, right, to get rid of something. I think that the truth is in like, Regardless of how you feel about it, you're sacrificing something for a greater good for yourself or you want to reach, right? Because, yeah. well, why why are you so interested in being a minimalist? What's what's the intrigue there for you? I just feel like I'll declutter myself. Like, I'll declutter my brain more. I'll be able to compartmentalize because everything I've noticed about my life, anything that I do in, in subject A will bleed through subject B, subject C, subject D. So if I'm being very consistent in one regard, that could bleed through my other things. But like right now, I feel like I have too much things on my plate to the point where I can't even like focus on one specific area. And that's how I am with clothing, shoes, my closet. So I feel like I need to take this this leap of faith and just change that drastically to shock myself. Kind of like a cold shower. So, But it... It, it's been so hard for me to do it. Like, I've been wrestling with it. Well, your answer's right there, man. You just answered your question. But this is what I've been talking about, though. Like, this is where I'm trying to get at, actually. Like, I feel like I'm... I'm like, it, it reminds me of my childhood, I think. And I'm probably thinking, like, I'm holding on... Like, Rashi, like, the Rashi Wallace. Like, it brings me back to, like, playing basketball, being in fifth grade, sixth grade, barely learning life, you know, living... So I don't know if, if that's the reason why it's hard for me to get rid of things. I don't know if it's like me feeling like I'm bearing my my, my childlike, my, my child self. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'm not ready to do yet, but I don't know. It's, I'm all over the place. With yeah, so, so a few things I think, man. Um, it's going to be hard, and it's hard for a reason. Because you're entrenched in it, right? You're entrenched in it, I should say. Yeah. You know, the, those, um, those roots go deep. Right, and even though it may be something small like a pair of shoes, yeah. it's connected to a lot of stuff from your youth. You know, like this was the the first true basketball player that you idolized, your favorite basketball yeah. player. You know, and not your favorite basketball player for the reason why kids love basketball players. Oh, because you're like, yeah, it's easy to be like, oh, Kobe's my favorite, right? For mm-hmm. someone to say it's easy, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's easy for me that Michael Jordan's my favorite. Easy, because mm-hmm. they're one of the greatest players, right? Rashid's not in that conversation of one of the greatest players. It's because you discover something about yourself within him, right? That's good. His ability of being honest with himself, regardless of fanfare, regardless of how the press viewed him. He would speak his mind, right? He had like, I don't give a fuck attitude and proved it on the court. So there's, I think it's more than just like, oh, I had his shoes. I think... Those are possibly, and I could be stretching here, it's, it's a representation of things that you value in a human being. Yeah. So that's why I don't think it's necessary. If you're not ready to get rid of the shoes, then don't get rid of them. Yeah. It's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Don't put, the whole point of being a, if you want to get to a certain point and be a minimalist, you want it to be like free-flowing, right? Yeah. It's not about like you're fucking forcing yourself for what? Yeah. It's also just an idea. You know, being a minimalist, minimalist it's an idea, it's a way of life and all this, but... 
but isn't it weighted down by rules too? Mm-hmm. So doesn't it in a way contradict itself with anything? You know, I think I like I wouldn't say that. I don't I mean, mean like it's it's a bad that. premise. What I'm saying yeah. is that we're attaching all these rules to other things mm-hmm. to get rid of rules. We're yet adding more rules. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have to mold things to our own being, to our own likes, man. Mm-hmm. If you want to get rid of, get rid of it. But if you don't, you don't. Yeah. And if you want to do it later, you do it later. You know. Mm-hmm. But I just say, go easy, man. Don't don't fucking tread lightly. Is don't make it more difficult than it has to be. Walter White me right yeah. now with Hank Schrader. I'm all about full measures now, bro. No <laughs> half measures here. I like that. Full measures, baby. Every yard, every yard counts. Speaking of this, man, like. Um, so, dude, I've been dealing with some real... I know we had some ideas and topics we wanted to discuss. And I know once you got here, I was like, hey, bro, I really want to dive into mm-hmm. some uh, some real-time shit that I'm going through. Because I think that's... To me, there's nothing better when it's something that's fresh that's going on. Mm-hmm. We're speaking of it, right? So, it's been I've been dealing with it for the last few days and into the present this morning, too. So, um, man, I, I got fucking boned with this, uh, this tattoo artist, dude. So, I... Uh, I have, the way I'm spinning it for myself is I have 750 reasons to trust my gut and follow my instincts from now on. Yeah. And not give the benefit of the doubt. Because part of it is a little conflict with me because I try to give the benefit of the doubt to people. But I think when it comes to something like this where I stand to lose something, fuck that. Not no more, man. You know, I'm trusting my gut. So, to what happened was, so... The same guy who did my only piece I've had, right? That I love this piece. Did it? I had. I got it done like 2017. The reason why I know the years is because I was doing all this research for this shit, right? So, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, and I got the bug recently. Oh, I want a new piece because when I got this piece, mm-hmm. the whole reason to me it's always been half done because I've always wanted a another piece on the opposite arm. Ever since I saw Shogun Rua with yeah. those with two inner bicep types, I've always loved. So when I got the one on my left bicep, I was like, I, down the line, I'm going to get one on my right bicep. It's been five years, right? And then just because other things come up, and it's not like the first thing on my fucking list. And then I was like, and then it got the bug. I was like, hey, man, I, mean, I want to get a tattoo. Because I finally decided what I want to get, mm-hmm. right? So I made the decision, okay, I'm going to get this. This is what I'm going to fucking get. So, are you going to tell the people what you're going to get? Uh, uh, or not yet. I'm sorry. I said, are you gonna tell the people where you're gonna? Yeah, get man. I'll, I'll tell the, I'll tell the, I'll tell our boys that are listening. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get Jane is the god of doors. Yeah. Right. So, cool, um, so I found different ideas of it, and what what makes it even better is that there's hardly any ideas out there, which means a lot of people don't have this work, mm-hmm. done, right? So I saw a few and things like that. So I thought, okay, maybe it doesn't need to be color realism, but I do want some color to match because I have a color on the other one. And I'm so fair-skinned, color pops a lot. So maybe some color in the background or something that'll bleed into it that'll look good, right? Because there's a lot of black and gray artists that could probably do that. But I want... And I was you know what? Let me go to this dude. He had my first work done. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So then I started looking him up again. And then all these red flags started popping up, man. About him? So I'm telling you these stories. You're going to be probably shaking your head at me. And you stupid fuck, bro. But that's what happened. I so, remember the first experience. I felt like you didn't have a good experience for some reason. Like the like your body language. So go into that. Oh, you okay. Maybe, body. man. I don't know. Not yeah. the way I remembered, but, you know, I could be remembering something completely different. So I, uh, so fucking, um, I look him up because I still follow him on Instagram. And his follower amounts haven't changed. So who knows? Maybe they're bots or bots or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But his work is all old work. 
I hadn't seen him post anything in the last couple of years of any new work that he's done. And I was like, what the fuck? How come it's just all old shit? Right? And then also on top of that, in different periods throughout the year, last year, this year I had seen, oh, he's all, I'm working in this shop now. And I thought, oh, is he, did he lose his shop? Yeah. Or maybe he's doing a special appearance somewhere. I don't know. But all the glitz and glamour was gone, you know, because when I went to him the first time, it it felt like it was a fucking sick-ass shop in San yeah. Clemente. It was nice, all fucking decked out to the tits. He was always like, hey, man, I only do one customer per day. We do long sessions, blah, blah, blah. So that's why I charge you for session. I don't charge by hourly rate. Yeah. Because, you know, if I do hourly rate, some people could probably feel like you're milking it. You're going super slow. Yeah. You can charge them more. All kinds of shit, right? Whatever. So I was like, hey, man, cool, man. I seen his work at the time. I was like, it's fucking beautiful. It lined up with what I wanted to do. I told him what I wanted. He took his time. He had different ideas. And we matched well, even though it took forever, right? Because I got to like at 1 p.m. I didn't get out until 1 in the morning. Yeah. Because he'd be on and off. He'd be up and smoking. He'd be this, whatever. But I was like, whatever. It's something going my body. It's his art. I want it to look good. Yeah. I'm pressing shit. Right? So luckily, everything was good. But now, fast forward to now. So those are some of the red flags I saw. I was like, man, he hasn't posted shit. And then I saw him start posting like, hey, um, you can trust this person. If you give her $1,000, she'll turn your money into $10,000. Oh, he got his account hacked. No, no. He was talking about investments. Mm. Like promoting, oh, she told me where to go. Thank you for turning my $1,000 into $10,000. And I was like, what's this fucking tattoo artist posting this shit for, right? But I thought, Maybe he's doing someone a solid. See, now I'm being right. I'm trying to give people benefit of doubt. what I'm doing here. Right? I was like, oh, maybe he's he's giving someone a push, helping them out with their business. Or maybe then they're maybe they're giving him money on the side yeah. to do it. It's like whatever, business move, whatever. Fuck it. Do I think it's legit? No. If it's too good to be through, it's not gonna happen, right? Yeah. Then the next thing he posts, and it's like a video of himself. And it's about the same thing. But dude looks high as a fucking kite, man. Yeah. Like, he's just like, hey, da 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 And he looked all, like, like sunk in. You know, like, and I was like, oh, is oh, he... that sucks, dude. I was like, is this guy either... And I don't want to assume. This is me just assuming. This is no fact. I thought, is he either on... Glass Fucked up drugs, right? Yeah. Or is he on medical drugs, right? Like, in yeah. terms of back pain, neck pain. Who knows? Yeah. It'll make you fucking loopy. Either way... You don't want to get tattooed by someone like that, right? Because you don't know. That's going to... What if it's just over-the-counter medication, but you're all fucking loopy? What's the point, right? So anyway, so it's another red flag. So I was like, God damn it. But I was like, whatever. Still, I I sent him a DM. I was like, hey, bro, you still... um, Jesus Christ. I, like, I know. See, I told you, right? What a crackpot. Hey, hey go ahead and judge, man. You up. Go ahead and judge, bro. Trying, what are you going to get I want you to. I want you to make you me feel... What are you going to get tatted? Monkey pop? I, like, I want you to make me feel like shit so they can bash oh in my, my brain. God, right? So exactly. So then I hit him up with the DM. I was like, through Instagram, I was like, hey, dude, are you still um, you still doing work? Because um, I, I have some ideas. I may, I may want to get some work done for, from you, right? Oh my God. He responds, he's like, yeah, for sure, man. He's like, and right away, though, he's like, oh, right. But then another red flag is like, right away, he's like, okay, man, well, what do you think about getting? Like, what's, uh, what price are you in? What price range are you in? So he's already talking about money. I'm like, okay. Uh, so either doesn't remember me or whatever. Because if you have a repeat customer, you kind of know they're going to be in the same page as you, right? Yeah. 
So me, man, another benefit of this experience I want to say is that I was able to practice how far I've come along as a person and the way I address tough situations immediately, right? So I hit him back. I was like, hey, bro, well, what I'm looking to get is going to be very similar in size, possibly less detail, and it's going to be in the same area but just the opposite arm. So I'm willing to work with the same amount we did last time. But if your prices have changed, then maybe something we could revisit in the future. You know, just so he knows, like, hey, if not, no hard, no big deal. Yeah. But I'm not going to fucking bend my back over just because you raised the prices, right? So he responds, I'm good with that. Like, he's cool with those. All right, cool. So then I was like, all right, man. And then right away, he's like, all right, we'll just send that deposit over. Which I get it because that's how it was last time. Yeah. You send the deposit to secure a date, right? Yeah. And it was the same price as the deposit, right? And then I was like, all right, cool. And But then he's like, here's another flag. Send the money to my cousin's account and send me a screenshot of it so she knows the money's coming in. And I'm like, so a few things I thought, I was like, he's either divorced Oh my god, you're still rational. But I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking. I'm I'm telling you, man, this is the flaws I'm doing. I was like, he's either fucking divorced and he doesn't want his old lady to see the funds that are coming in. Oh my god. Because I thought that, you know, and he doesn't want to have to fork over more dough, whatever. People do that shit all the time, you know? That's not my business. Who cares? But I thought maybe it's that, or if it's, and I wanted to believe this, or it's that fucked up, you can't even get a checking account, bro. You know what I mean? That's a fucking problem. I didn't want to believe that. Yeah. You already know what he's going to do. So I sent him the cash, right? It was You sent him the cash? So deposit. deposit. Yeah. And I verified with him the number twice. And he gave me her name. So when I put it on Zelle, her name popped up. I was like, all right, cool. And before I sent I was like, this is the one. He's like, yeah. So cool. Right? Got confirmations, all that. It's all screenshotted. Right? So I fucking send it over. And I'm an H&M. And I rarely go in there to get some shorts, yeah, you right? you your money back. Sorry? You got your money back? No, sorry, go ahead, go, keep going. All right, so, no, I was shopping, I saw some shorts, some cutoff shorts, and I was in line yeah, yeah. while this is happening, right? And then this was the biggest red flag. I was like, what the fuck? And then he comes back, and he's like, all right, man. No, I told him, I was like, hey, man, uh, I'm going to be off all next week. So if you're able to have an opening next week, anytime is good for me. Yeah. So this is what I'm talking about, being like I'm being clear. I was like, but if you can't next week, Anytime after that, it has to be after 3.30 because you're in Sacramento and I'll be at work and you got to account for business, right? Yeah. So he's like, all right, let's do it on the following Thursday, the 11th at 3.50. Just make sure you're there on time. I'm like, cool. Works perfect. So then I'm clear. I'm like, all right. So August 11th, Thursday, 3.50, we're set. He said, yeah, cool. Mm. Then he sends me another message. He's like, all right, now send me 350 And then I was like, I was like, so I'm trying to be respectful, right? Yeah. So I'm like, 350 I was like, I just sent you four bills. What's the 350 for? He's all, the four was the deposit. The 350 is to secure the date, which made no fucking sense to me. Yeah. But... I'm being an idiot, giving someone you the benefit of the doubt. another money. Yes, yeah, sir. What's wrong with you? Bro? I know, I know. Seven hundred manipulated like fifty reasons why I got fucked over, right? And seven hundred fifty reasons why. So that's how much you sent him. Gotcha. Right. So then I, I was like, I was like, but then I was clear. I was like, hey, dude, like, just to be clear here, I'm confused. Can you explain it to me? 
the amount, you might as well lay the whole fucking thing on the table. I was like, the work is going to be 1500 right? I send you four bills, right, for the deposit like we did last time. Yeah. Last time I just paid you the rest of the amount after the work was done. But now you're doing 350 What's the 350 for? And that's when he said that, and I was like, all right, man. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt, again, which was stupid. Yeah. You know, so I was like, yeah, whatever. So I sent him $750, right? Mm-hmm. Boom. Then we're all square. I was like, all right, man, blah, 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 blah. Then I started sending the, he's like, all right, well, send me the images. So I started sending the images, all this stuff. Immediately after I sent him the images, he's like, yeah, man, we're going to fix this right. We're going to do everything right. Dude, why don't you send me the rest of the money now? And I was like, nah. Yeah. The fuck? So he was like doing like that poker trick where he was like fishing me in, right? And I was like, nah, dude, I'll give you the... Then I just made up a lie. I was like, just to make it smoother, I was like, nah, dude, I don't get paid till then. That's when I'll give it to you when the work is done. He's like, all right. Two days later, I get a message from like at 11 at night, dog. Just randomly. And I was like, whatever. So I respond, hey, no response. Not to the next day. He's like, hey, dude, I have an opening. Why don't you come in? He's going to try to jump you, bro. So I was like, so I was like, what time? Because I was just fishing. And he didn't respond for a few hours. And he's like, whatever time works for you. So I was like, nah, let's, let's keep it for the day. I'm out of town. Let's mm-hmm. keep it. I was like, I changed my plans because you told me the specific date. Yeah. Let's stick to that date. And I was already thinking, you know what? I'm not going to go to this fucking dude. You ain't, you ain't going to get that money back either, bro. Right. Because you sent it. Right. You should have known PayPal, bro. So then so then I was like, you're right. So then I buy everything else on PayPal. Shit, I buy everything else on PayPal except this I didn't. Because I trusted it based that I wasn't working with them before, right? But that's my fuck up. So lessons should be learned there, right? This is pre-pandemic, bro. Shit changed. So then I, uh, you're right. Good point. So then I was like, all right. And then he's like, okay, cool then, man. No worries. We'll fucking, we'll do it the 11th. I was all right. But then he's like, you know what? I may be busy at the time. And man, I'm like, then why the fuck did you give me the date for? Yeah. The whole fucking amount was to secure that fucking date. Yeah. You're not making no sense. And I'm thinking, this was really loopy. This guy's probably is on drugs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, I was like, well, if you can't do it that date, give me any other date in August that is not this week and anytime after 3.30. Wow, you're still entertaining. No, I'm just being very clear because I'm thinking business-like if I have to submit so a, fraud, a fraud claim. So blah, blah, And then he's like, all right. Then he's like, all right, I stick to 11th. So then I started doing some research at home yesterday. I was like, man, I, two days ago, I'm trusting this shit. I hit up my boy who has a tattoo shop. I was like, hey, bro, I don't know if you guys are strong with the tattoo community. Have you heard of this cat before? I'm getting some bad vibes from him. He's like, nah, I never heard of him, bro. And he's like, and saw his Instagram. If you have 250,000 followers and you could tat like that, why are you only getting 15 likes and why are you posting shit about money? Yeah, bro. He's like, and that video, he looks high as fuck. There you go, dude. And I was like, yeah, man, you're right. He's like, hey, man, more than likely, I'm not going to get a deposit. He's like, you ain't going to get that shit back. You ain't going to get that, yeah. So I was like, I was like, well, dude, I gave him four and then I did a separate 350. He's like, what was the 350 for? I was like, he said it was for the date. He's like, that's what the deposit is for. I was, and then I thought, well, maybe I have a fighting chance then with a fraud claim because I had sent them separately. And the second one that I sent, I was specific. Second amount for the date. Just, you know. Yeah. So, 
So anyways, blah, blah, blah. He, I fucking hit him up. I was like, hey, dude, changed my mind. Um, I already know from your policy, you're not going to refund that deposit. That 400 is yours. Why did you say that? Because I already know, bro. Trust me, I already know. Say that. No, because let me tell you why. Because I already know it's always going to be a no. So I'm putting things on my favor for when I submit a fraud claim, which I already did and all this other stuff. So then I was like, uh, I was like, but the 350, I need that zelled back. You didn't do any work. This this date thing you claimed, I gave you the benefit of the doubt, but I know it's not a real reason. So I need that money back, man. And then he uh, actually does a video call. I ignore it. I'm not going to fucking answer your phone call. And then fucking the next day, no response. I hit him up. I was like, hey, what's the update on that 350? He's like, that's not how I do business. Just get your work done tomorrow. I was like, nah, I changed my mind. I'm like, dude, you got 400 from me. And this other 350 shit, I guess people are still out there doing shady shit. And he's like, what are you talking about, man? Why, why are you not doing the work? I was like, dude, I just don't trust it. And he's like, well, what don't you trust? I was like, there's no need for me to get into it, man. The point is this. You're telling me you're not going to give me $350 back for not doing shit. You're keeping the four bills. So what's the fucking point? I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time. Best of luck in whatever you do, man. But that's some fucked up shit. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So then I called, I did Bank of America's L, submitted a fraud claim, gave my information. I'm going to hit up the Better Business Bureau and other shit like that, man. Yeah. So, 750 reasons to trust the insect, man. Yeah, man. But you shouldn't have even said, oh, I'm not going to get my 400 back. That's fine. Because you could have, you already sold yourself short. No, because that's short. his policy. Yeah, but you sold yourself short. No. You're, you're selling a fucking different cell phone account. No, I'm, 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 I'm ahead of the game, bro. Because that's called understanding the risks of the business. It's very clearly... If I were to be like, I need that money back too, then I'm just a fucking dope. You know why? Because I'm not taking responsibility for my actions and viewing his policy. His policy is like, the deposit is Mm non-refundable. So I'm clearly separating what the deposit is and what this other bullshit... So you're just straight up co-eating the $400. Yeah, because I already knew that was a rule. Nah, dude. And then an additional thing, there was a Yelp review some lady put on there on his thing two years ago and fuck she got fucked she had all his work done by him yeah right and then later on when did her work and he said when she got there he looked like he was high as fuck yeah. but they said it was medication he kept falling asleep yeah I could have told you that he's the work that he did on her was disgusting she went to the ER got an infection yeah they didn't refund her money till six months later begrudgingly yeah cause I remember when you went I remember you told me yeah you would take a bunch of breaks. He would drink. Yeah. And then he had a scotch with me. I think you said he had a scotch. No, it was just Bud Lights. Yeah, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? That shit ain't professional. And he drove all the way to San Clemente. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this dude had to me, horrible To experience. me, that was a beautiful experience because of the work that he did. And it was just like sipping a beer. But you did. this reminds me of like, you don't feel sometimes you're too like, what's that word, bro? Like, you're too trustworthy of, like, strangers. In a well, sense. that's what I said earlier, like the shit. benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like, the news shit, like, they spread all this fucking news and makes people fearful, makes people do shit. Like, yeah, always trust your gut, man. That's right. all I'll say about it. Well, I don't want to go off the rails and now attach it to some other no, shit. No, but what I'm saying is, like, I feel like you're more, I feel like you're more, 
you're very gullible with shit with that when no. you shouldn't be, bro. No, I disagree with that because I said from the beginning, I was going based off giving the benefit of the doubt, like that philosophy. Yeah, based off a prior experience with fool someone. me once shame on me yeah shame me once there fool it is. me twice no fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me like there was like there was a lot of shit no but I only got fooled once yeah. with that additional 350 cause that's when I should be like nah this doesn't yeah. make sense bro yeah you know and that's where we're at man yeah shit makes me mad bro but you need to just me, bro. you need to just go to my boy Rojas dog. that fool's the goat that fool he's he under color realism he does everything, bro. He got t- he's under Nico. Like Nico's like one of the greatest tattoo artists. Oh yeah, of all yeah. Time, but this bro. dude, this dude, I thought this guy charged much. Your dude charges. Well, because he's one of the best. Rojas. I mean, he gets down. With the guy who did this work, man, they're they're very similar in their skill set. Nah. So and then also I don't like the fact that he charges by hour and he works slow, right? Rojas. He yeah. don't charge by hour. He charges per session. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, now, man, now, he, now I'm just laying off and I'm like, you know what? No tap for now. You got to learn from your lesson, Raul. Yeah, bro. You need to tell people off. I'm glad you told that fool. Because yeah, a, you know a lot of people are way more grimier now. They don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, bro. you're like, absolutely right, man. Like with the, with the fucking COVID shit. Like, yeah, what's up? Like, well, there's no fucking water. There's no fucking toilet paper. I remember I had to give you, oh, some, yeah, 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 yeah. I had to give you some of my toilet paper. So, yeah. Was, yeah. So it's like, People oh, yeah, don't yeah. give a fuck about people, bro. So, like, that's what the pandemic did, bro. It, it divided a lot of motherfuckers and made people go cuckoo, dude. A lot of people I don't, don't know, know if it divided act. people. It just shined a light on the division that was there already. Because when it comes know, man. when it comes to battling, people just want to stick to their tribe. But the thing that it's an additional thing that we got to see firsthand. I understand sticking to your tribe, but people that what they did was like they just took advantage and just started hoarding shit and try to sell it. That was the people that's that the, don't give that's, a fuck that's about evil. other people. That's evilness. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of people did that, man. But a lot of people ain't courteous no more. People people don't hold the door for you no more. But I don't know, man. That's fucked up. Yeah, man. It's so there you go. So 750 reasons now to always trust my instinct and sacrifice the idea of giving the benefit of the doubt of someone when it, when it gets to that. Yeah, bro. You always got to listen to your fucking body. Your body knows, bro. Like, I'm a big believer in that, dog. Like, if you have your your spirit up and, mm-hmm. you're, and you're alert, your body's going to tell you, dude. Exactly. When, sh- right. when shit's going to creep up. Um, like, I, like, like, the Vegas situation for the bachelor party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, me, I immediately knew. My mm-hmm. body told me. And I told the homie Dom and I told the homie Justin. Right, right, right. Yo, y'all think we're going to pay this? I guarantee you guys we're going to be charged this. Correct. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Listen to your gut. Blink. Malcolm Gladwell taught us that right there, bro. That gives it. That gives it genius, man. Hey, man, I gave you a couple shout-outs today. Or one shout-out. Thanks, man. Oh, with the, your boy, Boogie? The Boogie no, the group stuff? chat. Oh, what'd you say? So, uh, we were on the group chat, and we were, you know, talking about, um, I guess they posted a thing about McGregor. He's going to be on Roadhouse or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one of our boys, he's like, oh, great. They're going to fucking ruin the legacy of a, of a, uh, of a, uh, classic oh my god and I responded like bro I hate that fucking premise that idea is yeah. bullshit yeah, it's, fake. it's never gonna ruin anything that was already done yeah I was like who that's it right but anyways that was the point but then we started our boy was doing these fucking paragraph threads and I get it cause he's at home you know oh, yeah. shout out to his newborn right oh yeah shout out Bronson. to uh, Bronson Lennox yeah. Silk. What, what a strong name I Bronson Lennox is boss 
Fucking Named after Charles Bronson, gangster, huh? Oh, okay, cool, even better. And then Lennox, I thought it was about the movie. Lennox Lewis. So it's, it's not the movie. No, it's not Tom Hardy. Good, even made it even better. Charles Bronson. I said that's a joke. Oh, okay, hell yeah. I had to get Hardy that low. Oh, that's beautiful. Bronson, Lennox, Silk? Bronson, Lennox, Silkwood. Oh, Silkwood, man. Good thing his last name is not Milkwood. Milkwood, huh? <laughs> or else it'd be BLM. Or, or small. He wouldn't like that. It'd be BLM. Oh, that's oh, what yeah. I mean. No, 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 dude. So, uh, but yeah, man, no, he read like the state. You know, we always just fucking joke around. So I responded, I was like, I was like, damn, bro, you're on your fucking RyanBSilking.com blog. Huh. Man, you're fucking... That's too much to read, dog. I ain't going to read all that shit. Yeah, that's a lot he's like, I'm at home, man. I'm all fired up. I'm like, hey, do your thing. And then our other boy came back. He's like, yeah, man, give it to Twitter. Keep it to Twitter characters. What's I ain't reading that shit. That? Yeah, because, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, but anyways, he's like, and then our boys, right, when I shouted you out, our boy came back, Ryan, he's like, man, I seen your shelf of books. Those 800 page books. I was like, Oh man, that's all up front, bro. That's not the reason to say 100 page books. Oh yeah, man, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was cool because I got to see fucking Julian, Miguel, and Alfred. I didn't get to see Ryan because his boy was born, but for, for Nelson's event. In yeah, Canada, tell about it, man. How'd it go? It was it was cool, bro. I didn't know it was going to be like 100 fights, bro. We were there till It was like, like a hip hop concert. Dude, we were there till like midnight. My boy was like close to like one of the, the last fights. But it was cool because. We got there and we were in the nosebleeds and then Miguel fucking knows everybody, bro. Freaking renaissance, man. He was like all just chilling in the third row and he's like, just come down here. And then, yeah, bro, Joe Vaughn, bro. And then we fucking saw Nelson chilling with them. I was like, all right, let's fucking go, Alfred. So Alfred just followed me and then we sat there, sure enough. So we were literally like three rows. The video you sent me, you were right there, dude. It was dope, dude. Like when they stared down at each other, it was like. That dude uh, you that fought looked big, the bro. The dude you fought looked big. Yeah, he didn't make weight. But it was weird because they fought three rounds. Okay. And then, legit, I sent you the videos, but I yeah. legit, not being biased, my yes. boy Nelson won the first two okay. rounds. He lost the third round. I'll say the other guy was more busy. But right there, I was like, Nelson won the fight. But I think they yeah, just made it. Yeah, two out of three, yeah. They made it an extra round, I think, just to probably make it more entertaining. Uh, I'm assuming. So... And Why did the go fourth to, round? What was the reason for the fourth? Though I'm sorry. Because it was a draw. So they had one judge even. I guess. I guess one was even. Ten ten. But my boy like swept them. He dropped them like three times with sweeps. Like, I've yet to see round. it. I gotta see it. Man. And he was tagging you know. them. But like in the fourth round, like that dude was just more busy. Like they were both tired. And that dude is obviously heavier. So my boy Nelson, I mean, he wasn't as like... Yeah, it's a complete disadvantage. Throwing. And he fucking didn't wear himself out by making the weight. Yeah, he, didn't make, he was... Did that guy lose some of his purse? I don't even know. I didn't ask. I didn't even know. I don't even know if they get paid, honestly. I need to see the I need to see the video, but Nelson looked good, man. His, he, was he looked good, show, man. Was he able to show his skill set? He showed his skill He was yeah, well Good for him, bro. The other guy was just more like, like kicks. Like he had good body kicks, but like Nelson had a good jab. He had a good body kick. Hey, and so he had great sweeps, bro. To, so so to, to see your boy in the flesh just... It's like being an really, being really good at the martial arts. Like, dude, as soon as they did the stare down, I was looking at Ooh. Nelson's face. I was like, oh my God. Like, this shit's fucking lit. You, you felt... Like, I you felt that. You felt territory. Like, that's my tribe. Yeah, we are like, let's get it. Don't yeah, yeah. up. Like, the whole time. And then um, it was funny because before that, uh, Alfred came over my house. And we took, like, a shot of Buffalo Trays. And then we drove over there. And then before getting there, we went to like a bar. And it was funny, like my directions took me to North Harbor Boulevard, but we were supposed to be in South Harbor Boulevard. Then I was like, God 
damn it. see grinds my gears, It's bro. weird because when I would put the directions, it would say Garden Grove. And I'm like, the fight's in Anaheim. Why is it saying Garden Grove? I don't get it. But anyways, it was cool. Garden Grove is in OC. It was cool because like um, on the way there, we passed by uh, Chris's old apartment. Because that's oh, on the shit. same street of my house. Okay. I didn't even went, so I don't know. No, no, no. Chris, where you lived. On, on on Cyprus. Oh, I'm sorry. That's so that you meant OC so or I, something. Oh, no. Prior to that. Sorry. Okay, when okay. we were driving there, we passed by his apartment. And Alfred was like, oh, that looks like the apartment Chris used to live at. And I was like, it is, foo. I was like, remember we'd have all the UFCs he there? He hosted every UFC for like two years, dude. For like two years. And then he was like, dude, <laughs> we would know the security guard on a first name basis yeah! every time. What the fuck? So we were reminiscing. About UFCs, and then I go into myself, a real live MMA. Event. I'm on UFC 84, dog. Who was it? Because this is episode 84. Was it Ill Will? Yes. That was uh, BJ Penn. Yes. And the greatest of all time, George St. Pierre. Nope. Oh, was it Diego Sanchez. It was BJ Penn or Sean Shirt. Oh shit! That the guy with the little pony tattoo. Yeah. Sean Shirt was a shit though. Dude, he BJ Penn, man, one of the greatest when ever he, doing, man. When he knocked him out with the, the flying knee, and then he... He even called it off. He, he influenced the ref. Yeah, he was like, he's like, it's over! It's over! But that boss shit, like, I've never seen that. I still don't see it when he, like, just grabbed... Like, he used his hand, and he swiped Sean Shirk's face because he had blood on his face, and he just licked his blood. I was like, this motherfucker. That was a Sean Shirk blood? That wasn't, that wasn't Diego Sanchez's blood? No, Sean Shirk. He Sean Shirk and Joe Stevenson were the first two that he did it to. The blood licking. Yeah, like oh. he licked his gloves when he choked out Sean Shirk. When he choked out Joe Stevenson for the UFC lightweight belt, that's when he licked the gloves. Dude, he he had one of the greatest runs ever. I think he. It was like murderer's row, bro. Yeah. yeah, and not only that, but it was an ass whooping, right? Not in particular order, but Diego Sanchez, yeah. Sean Shirk, Stevenson. Fucking uh, Kenny Florian. Kenny, didn't I say Kenny Florian right now? I did. No. You said Sean Shirk Stevenson. Yeah, I said Kenny Florian. Oh. But there was that other guy, Diego Sanchez. Diego Sanchez. When he fucking his head, his fucking head split open when he kicked him in the head. Remember, it was like that shit was nasty. But like that whole car. And then he lost that close fight to um, the the pride of Jersey. The pride of uh, Frankie. Yeah, he got robbed in Abu Dhabi. I don't but, think it was raw, but it was tight. It was a tight fight. But that whole card was stacked. It was also... Um, was Rampage in that card? No. Leota Machido versus Tito Ortiz. Remember when Tito had him in the triangle? And an arm bar to finish him, but then he just resorted for the triangle. And then time ran out. I know Tito's your boy, bro, but he never had to drag him, bro. He had him. He never had to drag and him. And then the other one. Say, I remember this card. Oh, Vanderlei yeah. Silva versus Keith Jardine. Remember that moment? Oh, the rape choke? Yeah. Oh. When he just... I mean, that's what it's referred to as. That was rough. Yeah. Do you you think they still call it that? The rape choke? No, you can't call that shit. What do you think they call it now? Just Just a choke? choke? But that's crazy that he was like holding his neck and just pounding his face in. Keith Jardine was one of those guys, man, that... That motherfucker is a beast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No doubt. But it was always... You didn't know with Keith Jardine you were going to get, right? Yeah. He fucking beat up Chuck Liddell. Like, well, he beat Chuck Liddell. He beat him on points, yeah. And then there's other guys he lost to. You're like, how did he lose to that guy? You know, because he, he, Keith Jardine was amazing, bro. And he's a cerebral guy, too. Shout out because one of his favorite artists is Tom Waits, too. Oh, yeah. that's the And he's in Breaking Bad. Remember, he's the bouncer. He's also in the P.T. Anderson film, bro. There you go. Keith Jardine got range, bro. Keith Jardine, bro. Uh, But, dude, that was crazy. 
Something that I remember, Ill Will, or did you just say that was it? I told you 84, and you're like, Ill Will? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't remember any of the fights, but I remember the title. You remember that? <laughs> that was one of the best. And I remember at the end, we were all wearing the same Team Hawaii Ruka shirt. And I remember we took a pic, me, you, and Chris. If you don't mind, man, I wanted to give a, a little a little bit of a shout-out to someone first. Well, I won't be specific, but first I want to congratulate our boy Johnny. Mm-hmm. Today was his uh, his day, so congrats, my boy. Congrats on the hired date, my man. Yeah, and then um, the other thing is that I uh, I wanted to, you know, to quote one the the podcast that you follow sometimes or that you watch. Uh, you got to give the flowers to people while they're alive, right? What is yeah, the phrase? Uh, yeah. I don't uh, want to murder yeah. it. Drink know. champs. So what's Laurier, the phrase that they yeah. use? We got to give the flowers or you could smell them. There you okay. go. Thank you, because I, I didn't want to butcher it. Yeah. So, uh, and I just want to say, like, the Rewatchables podcast, even though they're probably they're never going to hear this ever, but I just want to give a shout out to anyone who wants to give a good listen to. Um, for Sean Fennessy's birthday, they did one of his favorite films, which was There Will Be Blood, which, as you mm-hmm. know, is one of my favorite films. Kanye's favorite film. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, man, it's got good, man, it's got good taste. Yeah. Hope he beats the whole Adidas bullshit. They keep fucking him over. So, like, uh, There Will Be Blood, man. So, mm-hmm. The Rewatchables, it was Bill Simmons... My boy Chris Ryan, love that guy, and Sean Fantasy, and it's an hour and a half or close to two hours. The rewatchables, <laughs> the rewatchables. Oh, okay. They'll rewatch a movie. I just fucking like right, and they just fucking they talk about it. But Bill Simmons is a fucking G, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they have categories, that, yeah. and it's funny, and it's just funny to talk about it, dude. For anyone that loves There Will Be Blood, do yourself a fucking favor. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best times I ever had in my life listening to that man. And it's called the Rewatchables. There will be blood episode. It was all. It also show premiered on the date of our dad's birthday, bro, July twenty fifth. Nice. But I love. They kept birthday. calling back to John Berthal because they love John Berthal. Uh uh-huh. You know John Berthal, right? Like I don't want to. I don't. Doesn't ring a bell. Uh, he's the Punisher. Walking Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Shane from Walking Dead. Exactly. And I don't know how to do his voice that well, but they're like talking shit, like because they love his acting, right? And they're, they're all in agreement that his performance in the new show, you know, um, We Own the City, mm-hmm. he should win the, all awards for this year for that, right? Nah, bro. He's a kid, he killed it, nah, man. Nah. So he, uh, man, you can't, you can't argue with the rewatchables? Nah. Just kidding. But the, the whole point is this, man. He ain't no homeland. Uh, they were the, one of the things they were arguing about were like, who takes the prize of There Will Be Blood? Is it P.T. Anderson or is it Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah. Right? So there was like this, this they were fighting each other amongst us, like... Me, I'm on the fence, though. I'm not. I'll tell you who I think. Who, who, for you, who, who gets surprised? Easily, because if, Why? if anybody that finds a... A lot of people will find that movie boring that aren't into dialogue and story development because, let's be real, it doesn't have that much action. So some people might not be intrigued by that. So Daniel Day-Lewis's performance and how he acts throughout the film, I think will keep those people in the seats. So because of that, because P.T. Anderson kind of has like a complex directing style, I'll go with Daniel Day-Lewis personally because of that reason. I think you make a valid point, and that's why I'm in the fence. Yeah. Because without P.T. Anderson, you're not going to get that film, right? All the intricacies that go into it. He fucking wrote it. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, off of oil, right? Adapted the oil. I think it was up to Sinclair. But he, uh, so all that stuff that he did, all the lighting, the shots... He's the one that decides how to edit it, right? The performance to get the best piece out of Danny Ray Lewis. So he's the one that presents it, right? So without that, you know, it'll fall to shreds. But with 
any other actor in that role besides Daniel Day-Lewis, it isn't what it is, right? Yeah, no. Like, it's not what it is. Yeah. And like you said, and not only that, it became a pop culture thing. Yeah. For a film like that, I have a lot of pop culture shit that you typically wouldn't get. Like, mm. I drink your milkshake, all yeah, this other yeah. shit. Bastard in a basket, right? All this yeah. stuff. So that's why I'm in the I'm fence on that. My but Mark Oni had his skit. But Bill Simmons yeah, didn't bring up a good point. Music. He said, you don't think there was directors that saw the film, like his contemporaries, like Tarantino and Christopher Nolan, and were like, I could fucking do something like this, you know? He's like, I don't think there's any actors that would be like, oh, I can do that, <laughs> like what Danny DeLuise yeah. did, right? So I love that point he made, but this is my point is, they're like, are you kidding me? You don't think John Berthal is thinking, I don't know a man! This is my son HW? <laughs> that's sort yeah, of rolling, bro. That's funny. But anyways, man, check it out. But why don't you take us out with something right now, brother? No, nah, I actually wanted to talk about... Um, oh, cool. Even better. Let's do this. Life after death, man. So yeah, what yeah. things going to happen for you, bro? What do you believe? Oh, hey, man, we... We, we don't we don't come here with the with the weak questions, you know. We come here with the heavy hitters, right? I mean, I'm I'm frustrated because there's so many podcasts that I see online that aren't even that fucking good, and they get so much exposure. Like, well, they get so frustrated. So I want to turn it up well, a first, few notches. For, well, let me, let me grab another drink. But why don't you talk about that for a minute? What frustrates you about that, man? Because I find that more interesting right now. Then we can go to your question. Nah, nah. Well, I just want I just feel like there's more we could do, more we could provide, more. More conversations because I, I feel like we have the best topics, bro. Like, we talk about real shit, we talk about vulnerability, we talk about childhood memories, we talk about trauma, we talk about all this shit that, that the world needs right now. The world needs healing, the world needs leaders, the world needs people to give them love, to hype them up. Like, nowadays, like, a lot of people are so used to putting on masks. Like, I get so frustrated sometimes when I tell. When I tell people, like, hey, man, bro, you look good. Keep doing that shit. Like, instead of telling, instead of taking the compliment, like, being like, yo, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And hell yeah, because you're going to elevate yourself more instead of replying, like, I'm just trying to be like you. You know what I'm saying? That shit, that shit bothers me. And, like, I want to I wanna just give people that power back. And I want to have that power. I want us to have that power. I don't know. I just came, I just, that, I don't know, that idea just stemmed on me right now. Good. Even better. So when you're talking about, like, people that are getting all this attention, right, without calling anything in particular, if you do, you can't. So I could have a better understanding. Like, what would be an example? Like, the, the, the fucking, what are those people that interview all the new people? Donald Trump. The Milk Boys? Like, yeah. Yeah, I know they, they, they've probably Well, they got a fucking a heavy machine behind them. Yeah, they do. They, they've been doing this a lot longer. And I know in, in YouTube, right? I think they were like pranksters, right? Jokesters in YouTube. I, I don't know the history, man. I just know it's like, it's almost like a multi But like when I business. watch, but when I watch that, I get so frustrated watching that shit. It makes me so mad because I'm like, dude, if I was in that seat, I would give a way doper interview. I would ask way doper shit. I would relate way more. You know, like that's been weighing on me, dude. A lot. Weighing you in which in what in what sense? So like, what, like how do you feel? I feel like I'm losing time, or I feel like I don't know, man. Like I'm not getting the I don't know. It's just me being ex- using excuses if I'm saying like I'm not getting the opportunity because there there's more I could definitely do. But that's part of the growing, right? Stopping yourself and be like, you know what? That's probably just an excuse. It's an excuse. But you have to go through it in order yeah. to come. But it's better than 
making an excuse and not acknowledging that it's an excuse, right? Yeah. So that's good. But when you're saying like, so that I cannot, this is what I, okay, this is the reasons why I got into listening to podcasts is when it gets real like this. Yeah. It's not fucking scripted. We're going off the cuff and conversations go into this, right? And it's about not being afraid of that, but also being able to articulate, right? Yeah. That's the reason why I love Bad Friends and Tiger Bellinosa because you hear them talking about frustration and shit like that. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to talk about. So when you're saying you get frustrated, it's because why do you feel like it's the, the people that are kind of running it, for example, let's just use them as the Nelk Boys or whatever. Is it just weak, the way they, their questions are, and they just suck, but they just have a machine behind them? Or That's what, what I think. It's, 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 a, it's what you always grow up hearing. It's not what you know, it's who you know basis. So I think they just know a lot of people. They know the right people. Maybe I just need to network a little better to meet more people to that could probably like land us a fucking big-ass guest, like a good guest that will fucking blow the roof off of this place maybe. But yeah, man, I like I just see the interviews and I just can't find myself to finish them because I get so frustrated, so frustrated at it. I don't know, man. Because it's it's like lacking substance or or, yeah, or, or skill set or whatever. That's what I think, dude. And I'm like, dude, these guys ain't cutting it. Like if I was there right now, like that's just how I feel about it, bro. There's nothing I don't, much I don't, more. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong by feeling that way. Like the only interview I've seen that they've done, but see. I'm not like you in that sense. I don't go back to the well, but maybe you go back to the well to be like, so like you can so you can, so you can pump. Hits. Yeah, how does it get a million hits? Right. So what that so, that so you're doing, doing it like for research purposes, right? Like yeah. you'll go back and be like, well, what happened here, right? Yeah. So um, me like the only interview I saw that they did, I didn't even know they existed until the whole Antonio Brown incident, right? When he walked up the field. Yeah. And they were able to secure him, right? Because of the machine they have behind him or whatever. So I was like. Wow, this is fucking interesting. No one else is getting them. Yeah, and they get all the good guests. So let me they, let me check yeah. it out, right? So they're doing something right, regardless of what they're doing something right. So, but as soon as Antonio Brown walked in there, I saw the whole interview. I was almost disgusted because he walked all over them. They had nothing to say. They were just fist-fucking them. Or he was fist-fucking them. Did the guys get like the names wrong? Bro, they were just sitting there like, oh yeah. And every time they were going to say something, he would shut it down. And they looked like they were cowering, like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I would not want to be in that position ever. I would, I don't care getting millions, two million views because at the end of the day, when you're lying down asleep to go back to the, your, what happens on your life after death, before I even get to that point, if I'm alive and I'm about to die and I associate myself as being a human being that is just a puppet yeah. and I don't have a point of view. You keep those millions. I don't give a fuck yeah. about that. That's yeah. why when I started this podcast, when you and I started this podcast that you that you directed, right? That you got us to, to get going on. Like I told you from the get-go, look, bro, like my, my entire intention is to record our conversations so I can understand your perspective yeah, on yeah. things and mine things. If two people in this world listen to this, cool. If yeah. nobody else does, I don't give a fuck because my intention was that. Now, if we want to build from that and go from there, I'm all for it and I'm willing to put in the work, mm -hmm. but it has to be consistent and focused, you know, because truly, man, you and I don't do much prep. We don't do we any don't prep. prep. Yeah. We're just going off the cuff. And that shit's good so, going off the cuff. So but you can't be mad at the results. No, I'm not mad at the because results. Because there is no work. There's no work on it, bro. We don't yeah. sit there. We don't have meetings discussing it. Oh. We don't have to talk about, hey, like if I were to put this through you right now and be like, hey, edit this. Can you do it? 
No. Hell no, I can't. Edit right? That shit. So I think where we're at is because we are at for the work we've put in, bro. Yeah. You reap what you sow, man. No, yeah, that's very true, man. But yeah, it's just something that, that I've seen where I'm just like, because I think you probably awoke up that little thought I had when you said, you don't think Quentin Tarantino sees it and says, I could do this. So right. I think you probably just woke up that little memory I had. Cause, that's a good feeling. And it came out of nowhere. I was like, what the fuck? It's good. But it's like, a good with, feeling, man. But like with the life after mm-hmm. death, um, I posted uh, something on Instagram that, okay. that asked like, hey, fan questions, anything, any topics you guys want to hear? And like someone replied, I want to give him a shout out, Marco Velli. That's his Instagram name. That's a dope ass fucking name. That's a dope ass name. That's a tough, yeah. And he said, life after death. So, I, so I'm like, cool. Like, that's dope. Like, I appreciate that. He didn't that mean much. the album. He meant just the concept. I'm, I'm when I hear that, I when I hear that, I'm going to think Notorious B.I.G. Oh, I did post a picture of Notorious hey, No, that's what I'm saying. That was we're going to talk about what, what really happens like <laughs> after So, like, yesterday, um, before I get into this part, mm-hmm. uh, we had a a neighborhood night out. So, it's what, this, what a bunch of cities do for the community. Like, it's something I was never aware of because, you know, usually just parents do it. And, like, we, it was Ontario's turn. So, like, we had, like... The fire department, the police department, the SWAT team, all in my community. Hell yeah. Dope. And like, it was a neighborhood thing. So a lot of people were out. So I got to meet like a, a lot of people that live in my community, which is dope. A lot. So Absolutely, man. And I got to see my boy, Julius. Mm. Like, my boy, Dr. J. And he got. The guy was always picking up all those, uh, those fucking checks, right? Because he's got money in the game. He's he always in the mailbox the getting checks, he got, right? He got to meet my girl, my wifey, oh, my kids. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool. And, uh. For some reason, uh, he said something, and I think I said, uh, oh, he said, do you have a cupcake? And I was like, yeah, this is my cupcake right here. And, like, I just, like, take a bite out of it. I was like, YOLO, you only live once. Then he was like, that's, you could say that's true, Hmm. but also not necessarily because you could only live once as a human. You know, who like no disrespect to any religion or anyone's way of thinking. Maybe you could come back in a different form. Yeah, none of us know that. Yeah, right. And then I was like, damn, that's deep. Because, yeah, I was because one time I always thought like, like growing up Catholic, you go to church. It's like either you go to heaven or you go to hell. And then heaven, like I picture it as like just a bunch of clouds living in the cloud yeah sky and right, right. hell i just picture like the inside of an oven with like a bunch of red demons with pitchforks gotcha that's what i picture and then like if you're not what baptized you're in purgatory so you're like right spared in between the middle of the realm and i remember one time i had a random conversation with bg i don't know why i thought about Let's getting married next month i can't wait to be there there you go shout out to bg um, and Raquel, right? They're Raquel, making a John's, decent man. They're making John's a. Prima. She's making a decent man out of him. She's making a decent man out of him. Um, and I remember, I think we were talking about death, or we were, we were talking about birds. I think I saw a bird, and I'm like, man, I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm so happy that I'm, I'm a human, not a bird, or whatever. I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember what I recollect. I don't recollect what I said, but I remember him saying, like. You don't think that maybe a bird is more of a higher life form? He's like, because you're able to fly, you're able to like view like more of a perspective. And then thinking about it too, it's like you're your own boss. You like 
hunt for your own food. You create your own home, like, out of trees, like, using the environment. So maybe, maybe like, you turn into something else after death. I, I personally don't know, but, like, I've, I, I really thought about it. I'm like, maybe you do turn into a tree, or maybe you... Those are my, my thoughts behind it. What about you, man? You... Okay, so the question is, what do I think of life after death? And if there is life after death? Yeah, or what is your perspective of it? What do you think um, it could potentially be? Because we don't know. I'm going to give you the boring answer, man. I don't know. You know, because yeah. none of us know, right? But it's you're not asking me whether I know or not. Yeah. You're asking me, what do I think? Yeah, what's right? your perspective? What could happen? Well, it's really difficult to not equate for my Catholic upbringing, right? So yeah. I do not believe that there is this picturesque idea of what heaven is like or hell. You know, mm-hmm. so that I don't believe in. Like there's ideas like, oh, if you, if you go to heaven, you're up in the clouds, and I don't yeah. believe any of that, you know. I, um, I believe that our energy, we either just become only the, the, the non-tangible form of energy, and that it can go to a, like a, I guess what could be perceived like as like a good place in terms of like a free-flowing part, or make it end up in darkness, you mm-hmm. know, what that darkness is, I don't know. But I also think that it could be that, to use a very harsh term, that we could, after we stop breathing, we just take a dirt nap, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to believe that. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to believe that, that this is it. You know, like a friend of mine has used to be like, yeah, man, we're just televisions. So when we die, they just don't plug us. You know, like, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to believe that. And I hope it's not that. Yeah, it's scary. But can it possibly be that? Yeah. Could be. But it wouldn't be scary because when it happens, we wouldn't know, right? We wouldn't, we wouldn't know. know the difference. But the way you said rings with me and like the energy. Because I feel like we always got to feel something. I always feel something in my body. Like no matter what, when you're asleep, when you wake up right now. Like there's an energy force field, like you said. So I don't know where that entity goes, but right. it's interesting. Yeah, we'll man. find out soon. I just find. But Hopefully I, not. But I, I want. Hopefully we'll live as long as Vince Scully. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but uh, it was cool that the neighborhood, the neighborhood watch the 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 night out, the Ontario night out was dope, bro. Like we got, we literally went inside a Bearcat. So a Bearcat, bro, is a SWAT car. I saw, I saw it. Dude, it's so durable. Like, me, me and Mercy were like, yo, when we on and popping and we got everything going right and we figure everything out, that's going to be our family car. And I'm like, I am so down. And I looked it up. You could buy them, bro. They're so like, what included like was it? Like like a SWAT team came out? A firefighters came out? Like, was it in your oh, yeah, police department? In you guys' neighborhood? SWAT or what was it? In my you, community, yeah. Okay, so you, everyone went that people want to go it's a community like so you could get to know get to know the them. different you know yeah, that's good know, that's extremely people, good man get to know the people be we never did that growing, we never badge. did that growing up yeah bro like, and it's so important to do stuff like this because you get to know the people that serve your community yeah and they get to know, know you you build a relationship too because 100%. nowadays like a lot of cops have a target on their back bro so it's sad cool absolutely seeing, yeah it's cool seeing that in the community especially in ontario because right like you said I, I never saw that growing up either. right our but parents I, didn't 
take notice to do stuff like they that. But it's always know. been around. Or maybe now there's a bigger effort to do that considering they have such a... They're viewed so poorly by yeah, the community. That could be it. And this is the first, like, the good steps to take yeah. to establish, that reestablish that trust. It, right? it was dope, like, when the firefighters pulled up, like, Zeke walked up, and the guy's, like, all confident, like, oh, you want you want a sticker? And, like, Zeke was just going straight to the truck. He's like, I don't care about no sticker. He took that shit. I saw it. And that then, was just like, funny. the other firefighter, like, this is, my boy knows boundaries, dude. And, yeah. and what I love about my boy or the way we're raising my boy is... He's not modest. He's not afraid to express himself. He's not afraid to dive forward. Because I remember those moments where I would be hesitant to ask for napkins or hesitant to ask for extra ranch and shit. Why is that? Because I was modest. You know, I, I wasn't confident. You know, I wasn't exposed to so many things as a kid. Right. Where it would transition easier when I got older. Right. So, like, we're, I'm blessed to, like, work from home. I'm blessed to have a good relationship. A great outstanding relationship with Mercy where we're able to like fucking build our kids up, man. So it's like my so back to the story. So the firefighter was like, Oh, I'm gonna put it on my son. And any kid that's like, you know, ain't that hyped will be like, Okay, but put it on me. Like he straight up, like you said, like he gave him the stiff arm, like, get him off me, bro. Yeah, blinders on, bro. He was ready for the truck. But like when we went in the truck, into the fire truck. I caught, uh, I'll show you the slow-mo, but like I caught his excitement of like, dad, I'm actually in this truck. I'm actually pressing the buttons. Like this is a real life size. Like I felt his energy. I saw his smile. And what was so amazing about it, uh, he was pressing all the buttons. Like I said, my, my son ain't modest. He goes for it. So he was pressing everything. And on the the swap car, what I think it was a swap, no, the fire one. He like turned it on and it did the the fire noise of right. like when it goes through the emergency, and he kept doing it, kept doing it, and then so the firefighter turned it off. He turned off the switch. Right. So then my son tried to pull the toggle and it, right. and it wouldn't go. Right. And then my son saw what the firefighter did. Yep. So he like hit the switch, and then he toggled it, and then you hear the noise and the firefighter says, "Oh my god, he figured it out." Yeah. Like I caught him on tape saying that. Well, dude, I love that you're explaining it, and I don't want to interrupt, but I did catch all that, man, because I don't know yeah. if you know this, but I'm like a psycho, whatever you guys post. Oh, I, I know, I know. I was, I reco- I was recorded. So yeah. I was recorded, so I did catch his reaction, yeah. and I did see all that, and I saw when he did it, because it was like a little black switch next to like a red button. Yeah. And then once he turned it off, the guy switched it, and then Zeke saw that he switched it, and then he's like, oh, shit, he figured it out. Yeah, dude, he's so, yeah. on it like that. And, and it... Yeah, dude, it's just awesome. And it brought me back to, like, a memory where I remember, I think my parents or Chris took me. And I remember I had a picture when I was in a fire truck or I went to go visit a fire truck and I was with a Dalmatian, like a Dalmatian mascot. And it brought me back to that memory. But I just remember taking a picture with with the Dalmatian mascot. Maybe because I saw McGruff the dog there, too. Because, you know, we had a Dalmatian, right? We didn't have a Dalmatian. Yeah. His name was Chip. We and did. it was in uh, when we were in Pomona's. You probably don't remember. Okay. But he was uh, he was deaf. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. But what what was cool though, like my son, like he, I'm happy. Like my my lady does so much research and and she's very attentive to like tendencies of what, like my daughter or my son needs because that's very important. Like growing up, like now reflecting back to our childhood, we're like, damn, like I wish 
this situation would have been handled different or I wish right. this situation would have been handled different. So we were more exposed to what we went through. So we're like, all right, we're going to change that. Yeah. So what's cool is one thing that I'll tell any new parents or anybody is, is just try to understand to the fullest of how they cope with things. One thing about my son, he's very passionate, but he's very emotional. He's a very emotional kid. He wears his heart on his sleeve, things of that nature. So whenever my son has a meltdown, right? Because he's tantrum anymore. His balloon popped, right? Like this lady kept making balloons for him and he like ended up popping like nine balloons. And then, uh, so I told him, hey, no more balloons right now, okay? So he like got angry. He ran towards the street and, he, and what he likes to do, he likes to lay flat on the concrete. So one thing that Mercy taught me that fucking works is I just give him literally like 20 seconds, 30 seconds. And then I go down eye level to him. It's very important to always be eye level with a kid or, or a minor because if you think about it, they look up. Like if you're standing still and they look up to you, that's intimidating. That's like an authority figure. So if I bring myself down to his eye level, he's going to be more coherent. He's going to listen to me more. And all I do, what Mercy taught me was ask him, do you want a hug? That's it. I don't say, hey, why are you doing this? Why are you laying down? How are you feeling? Because those are just emotions that he's going through that he's just trying to recalibrate. So simply by me just saying, just, do you want a hug? He gives me a hug and then I just don't say anything and I just hug him and I just let him calm down. And just like that, bro, within like half a minute, bro, his meltdown goes away. And Mercy brought up a very solid point. She's like, like your son's meltdowns are kind of like how you are as a person because whenever I fuck up with, with something minimal, right? Or whatever, and then my girl calls me out on that and I already know, I'll be like, okay, okay, okay. Like I just say, okay, okay, just to diffuse it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if it's like your brain, when, when that happens, your brain shows up. So you're like deflecting everything. So kids are kind of similar to us as adults. And we kind of forget that. So that's why I wanted to bring it up because it had that connection with me. Okay. So whenever like a kid, like we got to just give them more time, more moments, because especially in our culture, we always like grab but at you the kid. You don't mind if I jump in though? For no, jump in. Because I know you could keep going. Um, just so I don't lose my train of thought. So, so a few things on that. One, I think it's beautiful. I think I wasn't expecting you to, that that was a thing that you would say, hey, do you need a hug? I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any other better reaction than that. Yeah, that was beautiful. Um, and and then now I'm at a little criticism. I think that one one thing is so. There's, I think we can try to get too smart for our own good, and we kind of make things worse. Not that reaction. I think yeah. when when a kid does that, and the reaction, I think nothing is better than that. The reaction that you guys do, that you go down on, asking he's a hug, that's perfect. I think it's the other little things that I, that I find silly. Not you guys, but the idea of like first changing the word from tantrum to meltdown. I think meltdown is much worse. Mm -hmm. The idea of a meltdown is much worse than the idea of a tantrum. But we think, oh, listen, I mean, a tantrum and turn well, to meltdown, meltdown, but meltdown episode. is chaotic. Meltdown yeah. is like chaotic, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be more like an episode, right? But the other thing is also giving more, putting more weight onto something that there probably is no weight on, like 
We got to bow down to them because an authority figure is on top. They don't know that's an authority figure. Mm-hmm. Those are our concepts as adults that we've developed and established that being higher up and looking down is an authority. Kid doesn't know that. All kid knows is up and down because of what he looks. But the kid's not equating that to authoritative nature. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this idea, I think sometimes we get a little too far off track, but it doesn't matter. The, the entire intention and the action behind it by going to him and asking, hey, getting close, do you need a hug? I don't think there's anything better than that. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's a reminder that what Dr. Gabor Mate says is that when a child doesn't get what he wants, right? They'll throw a tantrum and they'll do something. And then the worst thing a parent can do, which our parents did, <laughs> probably a lot of parents have, is get angry at the child yeah, for throwing the tantrum. And you know what ends up happening when they do that? The child registers that as that I'm not worthy of my parents' yep. love. So I cannot show these emotions again. I'm getting chills just thinking about it because the, the genius of Dr. Gabor Mate. Like thinking about like a child reacting that way. It's a fucking natural fucking reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, they that's all they know. Like fun, enjoy this, that. Mm-hmm. So when they don't get what they want or whatever and they throw themselves down and do that. Mm-hmm. If parents act angry and we're like, get up, you're being a baby and all this bullshit, right? Yeah. Then the kid thinks I'm not worthy of their love. Mm-hmm. So then I'm going to suppress these feelings when I get older and not throw tantrums mm-hmm. for fear that my parents ain't going to love me. So in, their, in turn, you're going to suppress these feelings and those feelings of suppression end up you not really knowing who you are as a human being, yeah. not really knowing how you feel. And can lead to like you know diseases, depression, and all that shit. Exactly, anxiety. So that's beautiful, man. Being, the fact that it's like, hey, do you want a hug? Being modest. That's beautiful, man. Being modest. Cheers is to that, brother. Being modest, bro, is that's you know how they talk about gateway drugs. Like modest is a gateway drug to like depression. Man, we're gonna we're gonna fight to the bitter end on this one. I completely still disagree with you and all that, bro. Because why be modest? You know, if you really want something, speak it out loud, dude. Because modest to me now sounds like humble to me. Like, I don't like that word. But but the thing is, with, with kids, you need to be down in their level because think about it. It's in a very vulnerable position that they're in, that they're being expressive and they're fucking very defensive. Right. So what you need to do is you need to bring your guard down a lot more in those vulnerable situations. That's why it's very important to get down to their level bro because like you've talked about before like what we talked about in the movie nope right being territorial when you're defensive you're territorial so kids see you like that they're gonna be like you don't get me you don't get me what do you want to do i'm not ready for this so just putting that extra effort on there it's worked for me bro a lot well, I'm, all, seen I'm all for it because i've i used to be like standing and it wouldn't work dude it wouldn't well that's where as, as a parent that comes in because you guys are the ones living it and you yeah. know what works, right? Yeah. So yeah. you'll have a better, uh, you'll have a better, can I say it? More kudos for you to doing that, right? As opposed to me that I'm just speaking on it. You yeah, actually yeah. have actions that show, that demonstrate it. Uh, but in terms of, to kind of go back, so we, you know, just to end it up, I don't think I got it from you. So what are, your thoughts or feelings about life after death. I'm not sure if you answered. One thing that, okay, what I believe, yes. what I think, is I think um, we just keep coming back reincarnated until we really do our true mission in life. Because 
that was a Tupac quote. Like they asked Tupac, what was, what's one thing you fear the most? And he said, my biggest fear in life is coming back to this world reincarnated because it means I didn't do it right. And it really resonated with me because for passing away at such a young age and having all that knowledge and doing all that shit in such a short time, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe that motherfucker came back reincarnated. And like the people that like probably pass away so soon and so drastically, maybe like that was their other opportunity at life and they figured it out. They finally did it. They finally became that artist that they wanted to be or, or something. That's what, that's what I think. Okay. That's what I think. Because maybe we could just be in an endless loop and this could just be repeating. Repeating. Yeah. How come every time someone dies, someone someone is born? You know what right. I'm saying? Every time someone passes. You know? That's what I personally think happens. I think on that note, man, that's a good note. And then hopefully we can come back next week and reincarnate in episode 85. Episode 85. Take us out, man. Lee will love. Be your biggest fan. Undeniable perception. We out. And what I always say, up, 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 up.